Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. Welcome back to Woke and Wired. I'm your host, Ksenia Abdullava. This week, my guest is Jill Winterstein, who you may know from Instagram from her handle, Spirit Daughter. She is the founder of the LA-based brand dedicated to using astrology to help guide spiritual wellness. She writes the popular New Moon and Full Moon workbooks each month, where she explains the cycles of the moon along with associated collective astrology. She has over half a million followers on Instagram and other social media platforms and comes from an expansive background in psychology, yoga, Chinese medicine, and astrology. Jill is all about practical information on current astrological events, and this episode is special to me because we, instead of speaking about astrology, we are talking about the behind the scenes of running a wildly successful business on social media, and really a look into what role using social media and sharing her message on social media has played for Jill in establishing her business. She shares some of her business rituals, how she sets boundaries, and why she does not consider herself an influencer. We talk about delegating and leadership as an entrepreneur. And Jill also shares how she created products and what really are the behind the scenes, the nitty gritty behind running such a fast turnaround business that works with the cycles of the moon. Of course, we talk about social media strategy. And my favorite part about the whole conversation is that it all comes back to simplicity. If you're following my journey on social media, you already know that I've been in the process of simplifying my life. And me and my fiance, we just moved into a property of 12 acres into a tiny cabin from a big, luxurious Brooklyn apartment, and we're really learning to reconnect to what's important to us and what drives us in this lifetime. And Jill's personal approach to business really aligns with all of it, and it reminds us that we don't need a million tools and things and healing techniques and card decks to remind us of something powerful and centered that's already within us, that meditation is enough. Before we dive into this interview with Jill, I have a couple of announcements. The first one is that on their way back from Aniwa, a festival, a gathering of 40 indigenous leaders, I was trying to find a podcast where I can learn about how to go from city to country, and I could find nothing, absolutely nothing that resonates with the move that we recently made. So I'm considering either starting my own podcast or a series or maybe a YouTube series on this big move in our lives. So I'd love to hear from you, whether that's something you're interested in, or perhaps you know resources that cover exactly that that I can learn from. Please send it over. You can find me on Instagram at WokenWired. And the second announcement is that I have just completed the very first round of the Conscious Social Media Program. It's an eight-week program where I guide you through both spiritual and energetic exercises as well as share all the strategic tools that I know and use to build powerful presence online. And then towards the end, it all comes together in this intersection of both the visible and the invisible realm of the intuitive and the strategic because I truly believe that you can't be successful and feel fulfilled and self-expressed if you don't have both those pieces under control and feel empowered and clear about both. To be honest with you, I am completely blown away by the response that the program has had and the results that some of the participants have had. Here's something that Laura Perez, who is a participant, said, the conscious social media program has changed my career path. While working on the inner work and really taking a closer look at my Instagram bio, they were not in alignment. It was crystal clear that I was not aligned with my career in public relations. What kept coming back to my mind was yoga and healing. Halfway through the program, I decided to change career paths. 
I now focus on yoga and my Instagram account has transformed. I now feel I'm in true alignment with my career and social media content. Thank you, Ksenia. Okay, so this is completely mind-blowing. It's such an honor for me to be the vessel for this work, for all the tools that I have collected in the past 15 years of doing business and creative self-expression on social media and being able to be anywhere and still make money. And I truly believe that the more of us find that courage and do that deep inner work to release any obstacles that are in our way of being fully self-expressed and connected and creating just mind-blowing, expansive possibilities using social media as a tool for manifestation, the better the world will be. And with that, I am officially sharing with you that July 15th is when the next round of the program will kick off. So if this is something that's been on your radar, or maybe you're hearing about it for the first time, and you are in a place where you are ready to have that complete clarity and support around sharing your business online and taking your presence to the next level, then definitely look into joining. I'm going to link to it in the show notes, and you can also find the details on WokenWired.com. If the very first round of this program was so powerful, I cannot even imagine how incredibly powerful the next rounds will be because we'll we'll just keep building on that. So if this speaks to you, then find all the details on WokenWire.com. And I trust that whoever is meant to benefit from this work and meant to be in the program will find it. All right, here is Jill Winterstein of Spirit Daughter. Enjoy this conversation and share any takeaways that you have on Instagram and tag at Spirit Daughter and at Woken Wired. I can't wait to see what you are moved by. All right, guys, my guest today is Jill Winterstein of Spirit Daughter. You may be already following her on Instagram and have maybe even regrammed her inspirational quotes or astrology quotes. Jill, I'm so excited to have you here. And the traditional way for us to start The Woken Wired is that I'm going to read your Instagram bio out loud, and you're going okay. to tell me what it is that you actually do on a day-to-day basis. Is that something? Okay. That's great. Okay. So Spirit Daughter, if you guys want to follow along, it's just what it is. And the bio says, helping you live your best life, three hearts, current moon guides, Scorpio full moon on May 18th, Gemini new moon on June 3rd. Questions, please email. And there's a bunch of moon emojis in your bio as well. (laughs) So please explain. Well, my brand is Spirit Daughter. So we'll start with that. The tagline, helping you live your best life, came about naturally because that's just, I reference that a lot in the workbooks, like follow the moon or do this or, you know, the workbooks are the moon guides, next line are all about harnessing the energy of the new moon and the full moon to help you live your best life. So that's really sort of the longer tagline, I guess. Um, But Instagram caps you in a certain word count. So that's why it's not that long. And then, yeah, the moon guides are our main product. We sell other products, but those are what we're really known for. Um, And then the upcoming full moon and new moon Full moons in Scorpio this weekend, May 18th. And then the next new moon will be in Gemini, June 3rd. So those moon guides are available for purchase. And what is it that you do on a day-to-day basis? A a lot of things. (laughs) How much time do you have? (laughs) Well, I run the company Spirit Daughter. So I manage four or five people, five people. I spend like this morning, I spent three hours on our project management software, just tasking out things for people to do. I write the workbooks. I market the workbooks. We publish the workbooks. We have other people's work published. We, I'm publishing a quote book. So, you know, it just depends on the day. Some days I write all day. Some days I'm emailing. We're building out an apparel line. So we're working on that. It just kind of depends. So I love that we're talking about this because looking at the Spirit Daughter Instagram, you would think that all you do is look at the moon and lay out cards and crystals and hang out with really cool people. And I think it's so important for us in this healing and the wellness community to have honest conversations about the 
business backend of things. So I'm really curious, you know, it's one thing to have a gift and be into this information, but it's another gift to be able to take this ancient wisdom and translate it into the language of the modern world and social media. So I'm curious, how did you get started on social media? Do you remember when you first got your very, very first social media account? I think it was Facebook, I want to say. Back in like 2007 or six, I did it just for yoga. I had just done this yoga program and they told me about Facebook and everybody could stay connected through Facebook. So that was, I guess, my first social media account. And then I had, you know, my private account on Instagram. And then I had Spirit Daughter. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're talking about it like it's not a big deal. And also it's your everyday reality. But from the outside, yeah. guys, if you haven't looked it up yet, it's almost 500,000 followers. People are going crazy over in the comment sections of almost every post. It's a huge and very active community. So how did you go from just starting an Instagram account for this? And from what I know about you, all of the business was very intuitive to growing such a huge and active community. I mean, I care a lot about it. So I post every day. I meditate a lot. So it's like the first thing I do every morning. And a lot of times, like somebody asked me the other day how like my process of writing quotes, for instance, and I was like, well, most of them just pop into my brain during meditation or like in the shower or just in conversation. So I'm always sort of like tuned into what I'm doing in my daily life that the community would want access to without being like, like, without telling the story, you know? And I think, I think that sometimes I'm like, oh, I could tell the story about where this quote came from. This is kind of a cool story, but it's sort of a different, it's a different perspective than just like kind of putting it up there. And I think that a lot of it is that I'm just tapped into what's going on sort of energetically around us all. And so that resonates with so many people. So we all post about like the moon and Aries or, you know, waxing moon or the energy. And people are like, so, so many comments are like, how you're speaking to me. Like, how did you know this? This is exactly what I needed to hear. This is exactly how I'm feeling. I think I get credit for like being the psychic, but really I'm just, I'm just like a vessel. I'm just tuned in to the energy that's around all of us. And I just happen to be able to put it in words because I think by nature, I'm a writer. Like if, if anybody asks me what I do, I tell them I'm a writer. Same thing with my husband. People will be like, what does Jill do? And, and he says, she's a writer. So, you know, I'm able to, to write these things out and it just resonates with so many people. And then they end up sharing it. You know, I'm constantly getting questions, you know, all around about like how I grow the community. And it's because I create shareable content. The workbooks get shared every new moon and full moon. The workbooks get shared all over the place. We're like so grateful. People love using them. And when they love using something, they, you know, it's word of mouth. They want to tell their, their community about it. And now word of mouth isn't just telling your five friends that you happen to meet that week. Word of mouth is telling your 400 friends on Instagram. And so, you know, when you combine that, it's like you, do, you end up getting the network effect and you're sharing across, you know, millions of people. Uh, and the same thing with the quotes. When I create them, it's like I put them up there. They resonate with people. So the information I'm putting out there is resonating with the community and it's building the community. At what, was there a point of you creating this community and starting to share your writing and content where you realized, wow, I'm really onto something here and this is really picking up in a huge way? Yeah, I think I knew when, so I used to just teach, before the workbooks, I used to just teach new moon circles. And I instantly noticed that those posts were getting the most engagement And those posts were resonating with people the most. And so I was like, you know, I think that people want to know this information now. And I've sort of lived this way for a long time since I was in my teens, when I got into astrology. But back then, nobody really cared about it or talked about it. I'm almost 40. So, you know, a while ago, I started seeing that like people were now interested on it. And Instagram also was this outlet for more people you know, so that more people could, could access the information, not just the people who are around you in your town or wherever. And so I started noticing that people were wanting this information now. And so I put out the first moon book, which was Gemini two years ago. We just did our anniversary edition. We just launched it yesterday. 
you know, I did like 25 copies or something, something really small of that first run. Cause I had no idea like if people would even understand what it was. And it's, they sold out in like a half an hour. Back then I only had 7,600 followers when I launched the, the workbooks. And it was just a new moon at that time. It wasn't the full moon. And um, I knew then that, that, that day I was like, this is it. Like people want this information. They're hungry for it. And, you know, I have a lot of it. And if I just can sit down and write it all out, I can really help people live their best life. And I can help people change their life. And I can help them heal. And I can help them raise their vibration. That's so cool. And the books look so gorgeous. Do you design everything yourself or do you have a team? Thank you. Hmm. I have a team. I have a team. I write everything. The initial layout I designed and still, it's still like that. I sat down and just, just, I had no idea what I was doing. I opened up InDesign and I like taught myself InDesign to be like oh, a little while. So the fonts and stuff that's in the workbook now, I picked out, you know, on that first run and stuff. But the actual images are designed by our designer, Rebecca Wright. And she's been with us since that first edition. I found her on Instagram. And when I was doing the new moon circles, I would use her artwork and talk about the new moon coming up and promote the circle. And I just noticed that her illustrations and my writing just really hit with people and they loved it together. And, you know, we still, you know, she just designed the cover of my upcoming quote book. We work just so well together, her and I. And for a while, like we didn't, I think for the first six months we worked together, we didn't even speak. We would just email. And it was just so serendipitous, you know, the the things that would happen. Like she would, I would write something. She wouldn't even know what I was writing. And she would create this image that just like matched it perfectly. And it was just like, I was almost afraid to talk to her in person because I was like, we might, maybe this is like our magic, you know, we just sort of do everything very vague in emails and somehow mysteriously works out. But we talk a lot now. (laughs) But yeah, so she does all the illustrations. And now she lays out the workbooks because I can afford her. <laughs> in the beginning, the first the first year and a half, I laid wow. them all out myself. So now that you've been so, doing this for two years, yeah. sounds like it's becoming a big part of your business, right? Yeah, the workbooks are the, the main part of the business. Yeah. Wow. And what have you learned from this process mm-hmm. of creating products and selling them? And I also noticed that you have both physical copies and digital ones. We have physical and digital. We probably do it the hardest way possible. People have asked me, there's been a couple of people have asked me like how to do this or how to create journals like this. There's some copycats out there, but it's very hard to do this by the moon the way we do it. We can't move the deadline back. We can't, like going on vacation is very different for me now. I can't say, hey, full moon, like I want to go to Hawaii for two weeks. Right. Can you just like move it back? You know? <laughs> so we're on a very uh, tight schedule. We're on, we've put the subscription program together. We've made everything work because it's on a 29 day cycle, whereas most businesses run on monthly cycles and subscriptions run on monthly cycles. So working with the moon is, is really interesting and it's taken a lot of logistics. It's not just creative. Luckily, I have a creative mind and a logistic mind. And if I did not have both, I would never be able to do this business. If I was just purely a logistical person, I wouldn't have the creativity. And if I was a creative person solely, I would never be able to figure it out because it takes a lot of planning. And I think, you know, we have, you know, I have an operations manager and I have a business development, you know, person and we have the designer and I think I'm probably the only one that really, really understands the schedule just because it is so difficult. We work with the sun season, you know, which starts around the 20th every month. And then we also work with the moon, the lunar cycle, which is a 29 and a half day cycle. So it's a lot of planning and it's a lot of logistics. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't have any idea about. You know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, frustration. There's a lot of, you know, joy, obviously, and like gratitude because, you know, I appreciate the community and I'm always really happy and we always celebrate like when we do send them off to print, but we send these things off to print every four weeks and, you know, we can't push back the deadline. So, you know, it's, it's just interesting. It's interesting, you know, because I think the community 
doesn't realize that because I'm not the type of person that like gets on and is like, oh, we have this printing error. Your workbooks are going to be delayed. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm never one to do that. But it's like we've had some crazy printing errors. Print is completely different than digital. Digital, you can fix a lot. When you're printing stuff, you're stuck. You know, so you're either reprinting and, and losing the money or, you know, you're, you know, the Aquarius issue this month, like the center cover got thrown off a bit and the moon was like over, you know, an inch to the left more than it should have been. And, you know, the designer and I, like, of course it drove us crazy. And, you know, I was going to get the whole thing reprinted and, you know, somebody else in the organization was just like, look, you can notice, but it's not a big deal. Just put it out there you know, just put it out there and, you know, tell people that, because it was actually a new design. We added new features that, that month, you know, just go and make a joke of it, you know, explain the new features to them and be like, and by the way, the cover is not a part of this new design, but you know, it's like things like that, or it's just like, wow, you know, it is a a full fledged business and we, we do have issues and we do to make, make certain calls, you know, and we have to make them from like a business standpoint, not a creative standpoint. Right. And when you print those books out, if you have any extras, what do you do with those since you print them every month? We print them every month. Uh, I'm pretty good at estimating now. We always have like less than a hundred. Sometimes we sell out completely. I always feel like when we completely sell out, I kind of failed somewhere (laughs) just because I try and get within a hundred. And then we normally donate them to like a local studio or fulfillment centers in Denver. And so we'll like donate them to a local center or we now have a sponsorship program that you can get like a full moon or a new moon circle. If you're holding it yourself, you can write into our collective page. We have a secondary page. It's all about the community. You can write into that and request a sponsorship for your circle. And then we'll send the extras there. They're usually like 20 or 25, those sponsorships. That's so cool. What what was the intention for creating those sponsorships? Well, because we would always have at the end of the cycle, you know, as we get to, so you take something like the full moon in Scorpio is this Saturday. So we can't send any, any of those books out today. You're not going to get them in time, right? So we had to sell them out on the website on Monday. And these actually did sell out, but sometimes they don't always sell out, but we'll still like sell them out so people can't buy them. But, you know, we were ending up like with 50 or 60 extra. And it's like, well, what do we do with these? And so, you know, the, the, the sponsorship was something to do with those. But it was also because so many people do hold their own circles. And we do really want to encourage people to hold their own moon circles in whatever city they're in. And we were finding that a lot of people would hold their own moon circles, but they would just get like one book and they would all share. Uh, which is fine. You know, that's totally, if you want to do it that way, you know, we have, you know, they could always come in like wholesale and stuff if they needed to do that. But, you know, we found that they were either sharing or they were like getting digital or something. And so this was a way we could like provide everybody in the circle with, with a book. Right. So it sounds like there's a huge logistical aspect behind the scenes that people don't see. And aspect of the business that people do see and connect with is very spiritual and energetic. I'm curious in terms of running the business, how do you as the head of it find the balance between strategy and intuition, logistics and the more subtle work? I would say meditation. That's like my answer for everything if you ask me. <laughs> and that's is there a specific kind that you practice? I practice Vipassana meditation every morning. And that's when I get like most of my downloads. I did a couple sits. I don't know if you're familiar with Vipassana. It's the 10-day silent retreat. I did a few sits years ago and I've been practicing Vipassana probably for eight years now or something like close to that. So I do that every morning and that really puts me into my intuitive powers more than anything. And so you know, when things come up and they're resounding yes throughout the day, I'm very aware of that. I'm very aware when a decision comes up and it's like, I instantly know what to do. And then I'm very aware of when I'm overthinking things. And generally, you know, like say my designer sends me like three versions of something. I can look at it. And if I instantly go, it's B, that's the version we want. I know that's my intuition. 
It's like without a shadow of a doubt. I'm like, B, that's it. But sometimes, you know, I'll look at it and I'll be like, I don't know. And I'll sort of overthink. And then I'll go into my logical mind and I'll ask somebody else. You know, that's sort of always my clue that like, I just left my intuition because I'm like asking somebody else. And I do ask, like I ask my husband all kinds of questions and, and I do get input and feedback from the team. And, and I am genuinely curious about what other people think. But, you know, a lot of times, like if I'm basing my decision on what somebody else is saying, I know I'm in my logical mind. If I'm asking somebody, hey, what do you think? And then I go back to my intuitive and I step back and I'm like, okay, well, now that I have that information and that perspective, what am I going to choose A, B, or C? And then I can go back into my intuition. So I think it's just that, like I know how to like step back a bit and observe my behavior. What would you recommend to someone who doesn't do Vipassana, perhaps maybe meditates, has other practices, but what are some things that maybe you have done that besides meditation that help you get back into that intuitive state? I connect with nature, you know, it's always a good one. Just go sit outside, go like close your eyes and just listen to the birds, listen to the breeze. You know, we spend so much time like thinking and talking to other people and we sort of forget that all this is going on around us. So, you know, just going out, I live by the beach, just like walking on the beach, you know, going, we sail a lot. Like that's, the sailing actually gets me more into my intuition than almost anything. It might even work better some days in meditation because you're just like out on the water, you're one with the waves, like you just, you dive into nature nature will bring you back every single time to your intuition. That's one of the reasons why it's there. And we forget about it because we spend so much time in our cars and our homes and in front of our screens. Mm, so important. How do you, do you manage all of the Instagram posts yourself? I do all the, Insta- all on Spirit Daughter, I do all of the Instagram posts. I curate all of them. I write all of them. I find all of the images. So that's solely me. On the Spirit Daughter Collective, I have a social media assistant who does those. And I work with her every week, but she does them. Do you have personal boundaries with your phone or with social media to not go crazy? (laughs) Yeah, I have a lot of boundaries. (laughs) I put my phone in another room every night by 9 p.m. And I don't look at it until usually 8 a.m. the next morning. I don't look at it until after I meditated. I spend a half an hour meditating and journaling every morning and I don't look at my phone before then unless I need the timer, which is always my big problem. (laughs) And I have discovered that the Apple Watch, I'll plug Apple, is very good for that. So I use my Apple Watch for an alarm if I need it and for a timer. So because I struggled with that because it's like I would pick up my phone to use the timer and I instantly like, you know, the automatic condition patterns take over and I'm on the email or I'm looking at the text that came in. So yeah, I have like time limits. I, I try not to only time I sleep with my phone is if my husband's gone and then I just sleep with it next to me like for safety basically so I sleep in another room and then like throughout the day I mean I don't really have to limit myself that much from it because I'm doing so many other things I don't really have time to just sit on Instagram all day so I'll usually it usually becomes a break for me from writing so if I'm writing I'll be like okay I'm gonna write two pages and then I'm gonna take a break from writing and I'm gonna look at Instagram So it actually becomes like a break for me, which is kind of a different way, I think, of doing it. I think a lot of people need a break from it, (laughs) especially if you work on it all the time. So, you know, that's kind of the boundaries. And I'm, you know, like I'm older, so I'm not in my 20s. So I think some things are just naturally easy. Like I have to remind myself to do stories, you know, like, oh, that's a cool thing I'm doing. I should like put it on the story and share it with other people. Like I have to really remind myself like my one friend's 25 and she's like why did I see any of that on your stories and I'm like uh because I was just like enjoying the moment (laughs) like I forgot even had a phone (laughs) you know so um I think like just being 39 helps (laughs) naturally natural boundaries with social media yeah yeah exactly exactly and I don't think that's necessarily somewhat tightened your age for sure. But I know plenty of people in their 20s who just wouldn't think to do stories when for me it comes naturally. I think it just depends on our habits and what our relationship with social media already is. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like my niece is 18 and like everything, everything we do is stories and on Snapchat, you know, every, every single thing. 
which is, you know, cool, but it's like a very different, different way. You know, when I was 18, there definitely was no Instagram or Snapchat. So it's just like, it, you know, it's a, it, they're different habits. You know, it's different habits. I was just curious, you know, when it comes to social media and having such a big community, there's, I can only imagine how many people look at it and create all sorts of stories or of what your life is like when you have that amount of followers. From my experience, most of it is just all made up and really your life is mostly the same. You just get more opportunities and different kinds of connections. But I'm curious from from your experience, what is it really like to have such a big community and what kind of opportunity has it opened up for you? You know, I think my life's kind of normal. It's a, a little boring. It's well, we naturally my husband and I naturally have a very different life than most people, regardless of the community or social media or anything. We both work from home. We both we both can work anywhere with Wi-Fi. So we've been asked so many times, like, are you guys nomads? Like, do you live anywhere? Uh, you know, we're settling down now because we're having a baby. But, you know, like last year it was very common for us to be, you know, you know, in Hawaii and then Bali and then in Mammoth and then, you know, all over. So we have a lot of freedom naturally in our lives. So we live probably a different different way than most people do. No, not the people listening to this podcast though. There's a lot of people who do digital nomad kind of stuff where just like you, if you have your computer, you're fine. Right, right, right. And I think that too, but then to have a partner that also can do that really adds to the to the adventure because we both can we you know, we're married and we can 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 do this, you know. So like that is changing and you can like, you know, be a digital nomad and, and live a whole bunch of places, but we're not, you know, we're not tied to an office, either one of us. And so, you know, we have a lot of fun and we do a lot of fun things and that, but other than that, I mean, we work a lot. You know, we always tell people and I always tell people like, yeah, I can work from anywhere, but I work from anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Like if I'm in Bali or if I'm sitting on the beach in Hawaii, like I'm usually working at some point because, you know, I am on this moon schedule. And like I was saying before, like I can't push the dates back. So, you know, that that's the thing. Like, you know, I can work from anywhere. So I do work from anywhere. You're working for the moon. You got to be available. Yeah, I'm working for the moon. I have the universe on my back. Like the moon, we we joke about that all the time. And uh, and the team, you know, my designer and I are like, man, that moon, she's a slave driver. Like <laughs> she just won't quit. You know. So, but the other flip part is that is I love what I do. You know, so I don't mind going on vacation to Hawaii for a week and working because I love what I do. So you know, I don't really need a vacation from from my work. I have a lot of freedom, I guess. And then as far as just like opportunities and stuff, you know, I kind of just like do my own thing. I think I don't really like, I very rarely collaborate with people, things like that. Like, and that sounded like negative, but I just kind of like, I'm always just like doing my own thing and working on my own projects and stuff. So we get requests and stuff for collaborations all the time. And, you know, 95% of them, I'd probably say we say no to. Just because I don't really have a lot, of, I have a lot of ideas of my own that need time and energy, and you know I only have so much, so much resources, so much energetic resources. So boundaries sounds like you got that down. Yeah, I have really fierce boundaries, especially on social media, because we get all kinds of questions all the time, and you know I have like a standard reply, like I don't give personal advice, I don't read personal charts. I will not tell you what it means that your natal sun sign is in Gemini because that'll take up all my time, you know, <laughs> on one person. And like, I'm here to serve the world. I'm not here to serve like individual people. You know, I write the workbooks and, you know, create the other products to reach the masses so that, you know, the workbooks are in over 120 countries. So, you know, what I mean, if you're in Thailand or something, you can get my workbook. You know, if you're like, if we have like somebody in Kenya that like buys the workbooks. You know, so, you know, if I'm like spending time like talking to one person, then I can't reach all these other people. And I want to make like maximum impact on people. And this is, this is how I decided to do it. What's the most challenging part of running your digital business in that community? Do you mean the spirit daughter community or just like Instagram community? Anything. Well, I guess mostly in the area of social media, what do you find challenging? 
I do find the the invasion like a privacy challenging because people think they know you. So they will kind of like we do get some like stalker messages and things like that. <laughs> you know, and people will it is hard because people will tell us a lot about themselves like on DM and my heart goes out to them, but I'm like, I'm sorry, I just can't engage. You know, I can't give you personal advice. Like as much as I'd like to, you know, it would would be irresponsible of me to do it. I I mean, I I have a master's in psych. So I know like when I look at somebody, I can like feel their pain, you know, through the DM. But I'm like, look, this, this is, it would be irresponsible of me to try and help you through direct message, you know? Like, so I think that's like really hard. That's really hard for me because you know, I read some of these messages and they're heartbreaking and these people are really seeking help and they're really seeking to be healed. And I just can't do it over DM. And I just know I can't do it in general. You know, that's why I'm not a therapist. That's why I don't have a a therapy practice. Did you have to set those boundaries or from the beginning or was that a learned lesson? I set them from the beginning. Okay. So in your bio, I saw that you started neuroscience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the word consciousness was present several times in there too. And I'm curious, what do you think about transmitting consciousness via the digital means? Do you think that with the content that you put out there, people can connect to the consciousness that goes into it beyond the words? I think so. I totally think so. Especially because I'm trying to tap into the universal consciousness. So it's out there Mm -hmm. and it's like a bridge. I consider it to be a bridge, Mm. which is why I think so many people resonate with the information. You know, it provides that bridge. Right. Even if they can't put into words or explain why, it just touches something within them. Mm -hmm. Mm. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. So it's there. I think Instagram is great for that. That said, I also noticed on your Instagram that you said you don't do collaborations. It looks like you also don't do any kind of brand work as an influencer would. So do you intentionally just only promote your own products? Yeah, I intentionally set up that boundary too. I have a lot of boundaries. <laughs> they used to be a challenge in my 20s. So I spent a lot of time in therapy in my 20s over boundaries. <laughs> but yeah, we have a lot, you know, I don't know, we get tons and tons of messages a week. Like, do you, what are your shout out rates? You know, you promote my product, all that stuff. And I intentionally don't do that. I promote products that we sell, that we've created. We have some products we sell that I personally use. Everything on the site, I personally use. So like the can, we just launched some candles by Lucent uh, Candles on the site. I use them. I love them. I found them in a little store in Venice. The woman lives in Venice. Like I'm obsessed with these candles personally. Uh, they're all over my house, you know? <laughs> So it's like, why don't, why not sell them on the store, you know, help her reach a bigger audience and help my community have access to my favorite candles, you know, same thing with like the cards, you know, we use, they're like my favorite cards. So that's the thing. It's like everything on the site's personally endorsed by me, even though I never say it that way, I guess, but it's stuff I use almost every morning in my own practice. I have a basket. I call it my ritual basket. You know, it's full of these products you know, the books, like all the stuff that I personally use. And so I'll share that stuff. So, you know, probably once a week or something, I'll share my morning with, with the followers. It's one of those things like I should do it more, but I forget um, on the story, but you know, I'll just show them like, you know, I grabbed like this quote book and I, you know, this is what I'm reading or something. And I'll, you know, take a screenshot of the page I flipped to, or these are the deck of cards I'm working with today. And some of those products we sell on the site and some of them, you know, I just have them and I want to share them, but they're not like brand endorsements. I'm not getting a paid shout out for it. You know, things like that. I specifically don't, don't do that. So if people want to see what's in your ritual basket, they should go on the website and shop your site. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My ritual basket. I love how it sounds. And when you say the cards, are you talking about the moon deck? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, the dreamy moon cards that we sell on the site, we have those on the site. And then I use the moon deck a lot too. The actual moon deck by Arana Lee, who I know personally here in LA. Arana has actually been a guest. So if you guys want to go back and listen to that, it was episode 28. Yep. 
Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. And I love her. I love her moon deck. It's amazing. Uh, and I use that. I have about five decks that I cycle through um, in my personal practice. And one of them, the Dreamy Moons, we sell on the site. I love them. And I have a great you know, working relationship with the creator of those. She's in, uh, in Australia. And that was, you know, that was one of those things where she actually, you know, we talked and she has quite a big following herself. And she was like, hey, do you want to Oh, I know who you're talking about. Annie, Annie Tarso. Yeah, yeah, she's Russian, like me. Yeah, she's awesome. And she she lives in Australia. You know, we talked, and one of the reasons why I'm offer I offer them on the site is because people don't have to pay the shipping them faster. You know, so like we worked it out, like, you know, she was just like, Okay, if you wholesale them for me, you know, people will actually save on shipping by not having to order them from Australia, which is where she's based. So, you know, it was like it just works out for everybody. And those are the kind of things I like. And those are the kind of partnerships I say yes to. And it's just like, this is a resounding yes. It works out for everybody. It works out for me. It works out for Annie. It works out for the community. Like, why not? You know, so. Right. It sounds like you, you're the goop for specifically Mooney people. <laughs> I guess so. I, I never thought of it that way. I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're known to have that platform that can elevate a brand from ground up in an instant. Yeah. I would think that, you know, I would hope that Gwyneth Paltrow would personally endorse all of the products on there too. You know, like I've seen her use the stuff and I think that's actually what makes the best decision about like what should be on the site and what we should sell is like, if I'm using this every day, then why not share it with other people? Right. I'm, it's so refreshing to hear your take on social media and business, there's like this minimal simplistic approach to it. Because normally when I have these conversations, I feel like what comes up is like a long list of things to do to get into alignment and get all the downloads and then use the strategy. But with you, it's just, no, I just meditate twice a day. I spend time in nature and I follow my gut. You know, I love that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't have much of a strategy. I've been trying to, that's probably like the hard part of like me doing everything is like I can't really outsource our social media really ever because I, I could never describe to somebody else how to do it. <laughs> it's like a blessing and a curse, I guess, in some ways. So I will probably always run, you know, that page could be like 5 million and we could have 20 people working for Spirit Daughter and I'm going to be the one creating those posts and putting them up there because... It's just, it's a very intuitive process for me. So with all of those things going on and a baby on the way, what are you the most excited about? When's that happening? Oh, I'm really excited about the baby. Wow. <laughs> a Leo. When's your birthday? August, August 8th. So a Leo, I'm a Leo. My husband's a Leo. So. Oh, cool. Mine's August 11th. August 2nd. There you go. We can be part of our baby pool if you want. We have like tons of Leo friends and we're like, oh you're gosh, Leo. So funny. You can be part of the baby pool because the baby might be born on your birthday. So, <laughs> Although my brother-in-law is also on August 11th, so you have some competition there. <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, I'm really excited about that. That's like the new adventure and you know, the biggest adventure I'm going to go on. So I'm really excited for that. How are you planning to continue working for the moon, slaving away and doing the Instagram? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm working on that right now. <laughs> well, I'm currently writing all, all the workbooks ahead of time, so I have a 40 day window carved out for myself. There's this great book called The First 40 Days. It's all about you know the first 40 days of postpartum. And so I've carved out this kind of window for myself around the due date and I'm getting as much done as I can. That's like, like I said this morning, I was just like, you know, sitting there with our project management tool, like figuring stuff out. I'm also handing a lot of stuff over. So I'm handing a lot of the, op the operations. Like I put all the products up on the site, you know, I'm, I'm the one like doing the whole Shopify backend, which that doesn't need to be me that, you know, is not in it's somewhat intuitive, but you know, I don't need to do it. So I'm like training people on that. I'm getting really ahead in the workbooks. I'm writing them ahead of time. And then as far as the social media, we'll see, it will probably be a gap. I mean, it'll probably be like a week where I don't post and I'm going to try and plan as much as I can 
to go up, you know, or to be scheduled at least around my due date, you know, like I know when the moon is, I know when the new moon is, I know when the full moon is. I can write those posts and like pick those images ahead of time. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of prep. It's a lot of prep. I keep trying to remind people like, you know, I don't get like three months maternity leave here. (laughs) You know, I need to, to like work basically the next, you know, 12 weeks before the, you know, babies do or 10 weeks, I need to like work double time and get everything ready as much as I can. Wow. That's right. Delegating and pre-scheduling that stuff for sure. Yeah. Delegating and managing people has been one of my hardest lessons as a company owner because it it does take a different type of personality. And luckily I am a Leo, so I have that leader, leader side of me and I have to really access that with an open heart. You know, I have to constantly... Like I constantly remind myself of my sun sign, which is, you know, the lion, the leader with the open heart and compassionate, you know, because it's, it's hard. It's hard to manage people and it's hard to delegate and nobody's going to do it like I do it, you know? So um, that may be a good thing too. You know, like I remember when I handed, I used to do all the photographs with the product shots and I handed those over and, you know, they don't quite look like mine. It's like, well, do you that's, that's fine. Maybe the style has to change a little, you know, and that's fine. And just, you know, realizing that and kind of like knowing where to bend, but then also knowing where to be like, actually, no, it needs to be more like this. And then figuring out what can be outsourced and what can be delegated. That's, that's, you know, it's different because it's not like just the logistics of running the business. I mean, it's part of that, but it's not just like, you know, send out the subscriptions to state, do this state, you know, but it's actually managing people and and the relationships and the energy exchanges that happen, you know? So I, you know, have to be careful because if I spend too much time on the phone with my operations manager, who also happens to be, you know, my best friend, it's like, I I just spent two hours, you know, on the phone and it's like, okay, crap. Like I just like spent a lot of energy, you know, (laughs) that I need for other things. So it's also like delegating my energy expenditure too. Mm, so important. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's something I'm consistently working on as well, because I also have products and I have several businesses and I have crystal business with my partner. So it takes certain trust to be able to delegate. And you're right, as a Leo, there is that natural leadership. But at the same time, I feel like in my experience, there's this other side of it where you do want to do everything yourself and not deal with people. So it's a fine balance. Yeah, it's a fine balance. And the baby coming is is really forcing me to be like, okay, you know what? I need to trust the people who I've hired. I need to trust my decision that, you know, to, to hire these people, you know, my initial decision to bring them on board and to work with them. I need to trust that decision and then trust them to do the job that I pay them for, you know, and kind of just like, not and you know stand I'm not a a micromanager like by nature because I'm just very much like you know if I tell you to do it just like kind of get it done you know we don't have an office we all work independently you know from wherever we happen to be but you know it is hard for me to be like to, to set the task you know be like okay this is your task now you know and like let go of the task you know so I'm working on that. And, you know, some of the stuff we do is pretty complicated. Like this, you know, it's like very logistical and boring, but like the switchovers that happen, especially with the digital products. So say when we switch from like Gemini new moon digital and we put up the next digital product, which is cancer new moon on the site, that's a very tricky switch in the back end of our system. And I'm the one who's been doing it because it's like 10 steps long and you can really screw it up. You know, I mean, I screwed up so bad one time. I sent everybody that had ever ordered a new moon digital, the next new moon digital, like for free. You know what I mean? So it's very tricky on the back ends with that particular way. And people are always asking us like, when's the next digital product going to become up? That's one of the main questions we get. Because we'll launch like the printed first. And I'll be like, when's that digital coming up? And I'm like, just just calm down. It's coming. <laughs> it's a very tricky thing. But for me to hand that over to somebody is like a huge trust thing. So I'm like, okay, well, what steps do I need to be able to hand that over? 
you know, okay, I need to write down exactly what I need to be done. I need to have this person shadow me twice. I need to shadow them twice. And then I'll feel confident letting it go. So it's like knowing like what I need to be able to like fully let it go. Instead of just saying like, Hey, Allie, switch to digitals, you know, and showing her once how to do it. It's like, okay, let's, let's make it a process. And like, actually, so I feel comfortable letting it completely go. Cheers to letting it go. Okay. So with that, it's been such a fantastic conversation. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you would like to share? I don't think so. I think the main message got through. Meditate and trust your intuition. (laughs) If I had any message for people, that would be it. No, I think that, you know, talking about intuition in business is really, really important. And you can do, you can tap into that whether you're a male or a female. You know, we both have access to our intuition. But if you do carry a lot of feminine energy, you do have a little bit of an edge tapping into your intuition. And in business, like really, really, really use that. Because I find that so many women in business kind of get their intuition gets squashed upon about by traditional means of business, you know, which are like these, these ways of doing things and these A-B testing and, you know, this marketing program and, you know, this way that's like, you know, this is what's taught in Columbia Business School or whatever. And it's like really like your intuition will lead you there faster, more efficiently, and, you know, just make you feel better about this decision as well. So I think that that's, I had actually an interesting conversation with the owner of Sage Wellness about this, who is, you know, it's a couple, actually, it's husband and wife on that, but I was talking to the man and he was just like, he actually had written about this and he was like, you know, as a woman, you have it so much easier, like just tap into your intuition and you don't have to worry about any of this other stuff, you know? And like I said, I think, you know, and anybody can tap into male, female, whatever can tap into your intuition, but it's like, don't get squashed by these sort of business, businessy things that, you know, they teach in these fancy schools. But I think that that's probably for this podcast that will probably resonate. (laughs) That's perfect. So what is the best way for people to connect with you besides not DMing you personal questions about their charts? Right. Uh, Oh, you can follow me. So at Spirit Daughter on Instagram. Yeah, at Spirit Daughter on Instagram. That's probably the best way. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. And I hope that your weeks and months leading up to the addition to your family are fun and that you delegate as much as you're supposed to and feel spacious and full of ease and excitement. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. If you enjoyed the show, Please share it with your friends, leave a review, and find all the show notes on wokeandwired.com and connect with me on Instagram at wokeandwired. Stay woke, stay wired, and have an incredible day.